Well, it's a sad day today. My gecko died, but we still got to get the podcast in. So let's start off with the Atlas Whip Snakes. So I didn't make a bet on this, had no hypothetical bets. Um, I forget what the over-under was, but I believe that they just scraped the under, if I'm not mistaken, or just hit the over, because 24 is right about that range of 22 to 24 is usually that over-under range. I believe they're a bit on the higher side. This was interesting, man, because it was a pretty one-sided game very early in this uh, in this contest. So if we're looking just at the first quarter, 6 nothing at uh, Whipsnakes, the next quarter, 6-1 Whipsnakes. So we're going into the halftime at 12-1, to and the game is basically over. Um, Matt Rambo had a fucking crazy game. Seven points, four goals, three assists, just an absolute dog-walking. Jeff Teat, not a bad game. Um, the Baptiste Nardella, I'm surprised it was as one-sided as it's been. But as you can see, that T-Bap right down on your lower right of the screen. He has been gaining percentage against Joe Nardell and the Whip Snakes over time. So let's take a look at what we kind of wrote down for some notes and then what we got as the uh, reality. So Jeff T, four points right here. On the right, we have one goal last year, two assists the year before that. So four goals is a bit better, but he had the two turnovers, which kind of kills it as well. No ground balls. Uh, so not a bad day by him, but yeah, not the day that I would really have had. Uh, not like, not tier one worth risk, uh, in my opinion. I, I stand by that. Eric Law, three points in the game uh Earlier this season, and then this one he had two. Chris Gray, two points. Danny Logan, two points. Three ground balls. It's not bad for a defensive guy. Uh, well, with the two goal. And then T-Bap with a goal. Casabile with one goal. Romar Dennis with one goal. So, not too bad. I was almost kind of feeling Casabile and uh, Bucaro, but it's just that, um, I mean, Burnlor went like 72% in this game. Just an absolute fucking animal. Defensively, Cade Van Rapport's Jake Richard was probably a pretty good uh pretty good buy in this game. Michael Rex Road, all of them did pretty well in terms of, you know, calls turnovers, ground balls and whatnot. So not a bad play for them. Which is kind of surprising that they gave up as many goals as they did. But here's when we get into um Jack on Cannon, 17 saves. Not bad per se, 52%. Like it's it's a winnable, um it's a winnable stat line for sure and then on the other side so we've got rambo with this <clears throat> two point game five goal game two point game and the trend was saying he was going to go back to this five point game he put up seven points so that's something that i wish i kind of saw a bit earlier uh zed williams didn't have a game and then one point and then five points uh, you know last week he started to kind of figure it out a little bit more uh and then this game he continues so this matchup, I feel a little bit like I missed on these uh, Matt Rambos and Zed Williams. Jay Carlson, just about what we would have expected out of him. Brad Smith, the same. Channy, about the same. Um, wouldn't have been mad at a Channy playing, but only two points with the turnover. Um, he probably would end up being a two if I, uh, I'm not mistaken. Defensively, uh, Mueller. Wouldn't have been a bad pick. Earnhardt, um, not too bad, but no points, though. 
That's kind of what I was going to bank in on him getting if I were to play him. And then Connor Kirst, uh, didn't have any notes on him, but ended up having a good game. Squires is the last one. Where the hell is he? Oh, wow, I don't think Squires played. That's interesting. No, he did, because he took faceoffs. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is the weird one, Joe Nardella. I mean, yeah, his percentage has been going down over time, and it continues that trend, so that's a tough go. And then we have Burnlar with another 72% save percentage game. Eight saves, on the, I mean, 18 saves, eight scores against, including one two-pointer. So, I am riding that hot hand of Burnlor. He got me 30 points this week. Next, we got the Dogs and the Woods. So, here we're definitely thinking, you know, I mean, I went with the over 24 and a half. Good to see that hit. So here, I mean, I was pretty much banking in on McCardle having a sick game. He had 16 points in his last three, 5 points in 21, 0 in the other one. Had 4 points in this one with a turnover, 4 ground balls. Not a bad performance at all. I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm sorry, that was Kelly. McCardle, uh, 3 points, 2 ground balls, but the 3 turnovers, and that's what fucking kills it. I believe I played him this week, so let's take a quick look at how he did. Um, 22 points. Honestly, that's pretty fucking good. I'll, I'll take that for sure. Uh, Lyle was definitely my letdown of the week, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Connor Farrow as well. Burnlord continues to do well. And I kind of just messed up with the, uh, Jared Newman. I should have played Jack Rowlett. But back to the dogs in the water, uh, woods. So we had McArdle, we had Sowers, we had Walker. Sowers ended up having four goals, which by no stretch of the imagination is a letdown. Two turnovers, which are going to hurt him just a little bit, but not too bad. Shooting 50%. Only eight shots for four goals. That's that's a pretty good um, it's a pretty good ratio to have. So Sowers having that uh, eight points in the last two. You, averaging four points per game. Had four points in this one. Could have seen that one coming, but I'm not mad I didn't play him. Um, it really seems like that offensive ability is always just good. You always got to throw that in against the Woods. Um, even though technically their defense men are good, I guess just as a whole, you know, they just play a high-scoring game. Um, Kelly, eight points in the last uh, two. Three uh, three points in the last in 20. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight, wow, he had eight points in 21. And three points in fucking 2020. Jesus Christ. Eight points in one game? Jeez, man. And then four in this one. A goal, a two-pointer, and an assist off of seven shots. Not too bad, but only one goal off of seven shots. That's going to hurt your team. You had two guys with 14 shots. Only two goals out of them. That's not what you need to see. Uh, although 29%, that's honestly not too bad. Oh, yeah, then there's the two goals, too, so that's not too bad. Um... Walker didn't do all too much. Six shots, only one goal. Courier, we had one goal out of him. And six ground balls, a cross turnover, and a turnover himself. So that's not a bad one. He had a um, had an assist on the game, only two shots. Not bad, but not great. Definitely not the uh, Zach Courier of last year, but still a um, valuable guy on this team. Then we had defensively, the guys who I really liked. Jesus, man, there's so many stats for this. Liam Burns with an absolute burner. 
four cost turnovers, five ground balls. Jesus, man. I mean, that definitely was going to cost you a one, but that was totally going to be worth it at that point. Other than that, Jack Higgins, I don't know who that is, so that's an interesting play. Um, I don't see Rylan Reese uh, anywhere, so that's an interesting one as well. Possible injury with him. And then Dylan Ward, 30, 36%. Last time had 37%. So something about this um, Redwoods offense just has his number. Speaking of has have his number, Rob Pinnell, 8 points, 2 goals, 6 assists, 1 turnover, 67% shooting. Only had 3 shots. An absolute burner of a day for him. Ryder Garnsey with a great day as well. Bertrand continues to uh, do well. Henningberg, I think this is his first game back, three points. Miles Jones, two points. Not too fucking shabby. Um, if you went with Jones, it's probably a bit of a letdown, averaging that four points per game. Garnsey, averaging four points per, per game, gets five in this one. Pinnell had four and two. This one he has eight, so he's doubled his point per, uh, production every time against this team. What had I'd ever been able to see that going from two to four to eight? Negative. Um, let's see how we did defensively. Garrett Apple, not a horrible day. One cost armor, two ground balls, but definitely not great if you started him. Jack Kelly, 50%, had a cost turnover, two ground balls, 11 saves. Can't be mad at it. Honestly, can't be mad at it. TD Ireland, 12 ground balls with 64%. Had a, probably a half-decent day. So, not all too bad. 73% last game stays within the 10% threshold. So, can't, uh, can't be too upset over that one. Ground balls seem about right in terms of fluctuation with that percentage as well. And hit on, hit on that over 24.5. So, that's easy money. Next, we have this Chaos and Archers game. Um... Pretty tight game until the end, if you look here. Um, Archers came out to that early lead, per se, in that first quarter, and then just kind of solidified it in that fourth. We'll start with the uh, the chaos here. You know, I, I liked the Archers in terms of pretty much everything, but I knew this was going to be a tight game. I think I picked chaos. I didn't mind the chaos money line, plus 140. I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't have taken it, but I... I thought that it was going to be a close game ended up being a pretty close one um josh burns um a lot of guys didn't play in week two josh burn chris cloutier um dane smith dane only one point cloutier only one point o'keefe only one point frazier only two points uh rogers probably would never fucking played him four points and then josh burn Four points. Probably wouldn't have seen that coming. Had nine shots, though, so you know that the offense was really pushing through him. Uh, not much to see there on offense, you know. Patrick Resch had a good game. Uh, I was looking at Troy Ray as well. Not, uh, not Nothing too crazy on the stat lines. And then C.J. Costabile had a really good um, game in week two against him where he had the five points. Only has two ground balls in this game. Adler, 52% with six ground balls. I mean, it's not bad in terms of their team because 52%, I mean, you'll take that every day of the week. But uh, not great for fantasy purposes. And then Blaze Raiden as well, 66%. That's really not too bad. 
19 saves and had um, one cause turnover. So he probably ended up doing pretty well if you threw him in your lineup as well. So, and then some guys I was looking at were Newman and Rowlett. Went with Newman, two ground balls. Should have gone with Rowlett, cause turnover and a ground ball. Would have had eight points with or Would have had seven points with him instead only had two. It is what it is. Or maybe six points. Either way, I really wasn't banking in with that. TK ended up not playing. Yep, they went with Max Adler. And then Blaze does redeem himself just a little bit. Still gets the loss, unfortunately. And then on the other side, of course, of course, I'm like, oh, no, can't play Tom Shriver. He hasn't had a game this season with less than two turnovers. Um, his shooting percentage is low. That's that, the other thing. Guy puts up six points this week. Just unbelievable. Will Manny, zero points off eight shots. That's pretty fucking astounding. Holman, three points. Um, can't be too happy with that if you played him. Three ground balls and a turnover, so it, that all about evens out. So he might end, I mean, well, not a bad day per se, but he probably would have costed you. Grant Amen, not nothing crazy out of him this season so far. I'm sure he's still trying to get his legs under him as well. Matt Moore, same thing, ended up uh, not doing all too much. Four points is cooled off in the second half, and that continues. Defensively, we have Hasek, seven ground balls. Jesus Christ. Not too shabby, but uh, that's not really going to win you fantasy leagues, though. Scott Ratliff, two calls turnovers, one ground ball. It's a good fucking, it's a good day out of him. Most ground, uh, most calls turnovers for him against this team in uh, quite a while, if not ever. And then McMahon, same thing, nothing too crazy. Um, wouldn't really have gone with anyone on this team, uh, and I did not. Should have gone with Schreiber. It's I, he's I, I just I can't go with him anymore just because he's gonna fuck me every time I play him. It's just it is what it is. There's one week left though. We'll figure it out. This is going to be our best week. And then, this is a stupid one for me. I knew Lyle didn't do well against the Chrome in general, and yet I still went with him because he was the hot hand, and I needed to, in this case, not go with uh, my gut, but go with what the facts were telling me. I still played him. Definitely kind of bit me in the ass, but... You, you, you live and you learn. Cannon-wise, three points for Thompson, three points for Rafis, three points for Nolting. It's not too bad. Uh, Nolting continues the streak of not being able to uh, break three points since that six-point game against the Chrome earlier this season uh, with that overtime winner, uh, or they actually lost in overtime. So tough... Tough day in terms of playing Lyle Thompson. Eight shots, four ground balls, three turnovers. That'll fucking kill you day two a little bit. Uh, and then we have Cockerton, who didn't play this game. It seems like uh, some, someone on this roster was hurt. It might have been Rafus, And uh, he came back in. Zero points, six points in the last three. Uh, never mind. Take back what I just said. Um, and then he continues... To do not to have bad, all right? Defensively, Brody Merrill. I think this is, might be his, his first game back in a little bit. Two calls to over six round balls. That's a good fucking game. 
Uh, Garland has a much better game than historically he has against this team. And then Morocco. Stephen Kelly, 50%. Can't be mad at it. Morocco, 48%. Uh, it's not going to, per se, lose you the game, but it's definitely not going to win you the game either. And then on the other side, we have Wisniewskis. Had one point, hit or miss at three, so this was kind of his, wasn't a hit or wasn't a miss. Nick Churn ended up getting four points in this game, all assists, had five in the other. Um, and he's really only had games where he had more than two points or less than two points. So, Malloy here, uh, doesn't look like he did all too bad. Two goals, cost turnover, that that helps you out. Ground ball and two turnovers himself. Uh, so I guess it kind of cancels himself out. Uh, not a bad play. He probably would have been uh, a two, if I had to guess. So not a bad uh, not a bad go, maybe even a three, honestly, maybe a high three. And then midfield-wise, Anderson, McIntosh, Anderson was the guy to go to here. Defensively, we got Jesse Bernhardt, two and two. Other than that, nothing too much to look at. Connor Farrell, not a bad game, but just no points out of him, which is going to hurt. And uh, Sean Saccone, 64%. Pretty good game out of him. And then defensively, um, had a cause turnover, and that helped. So he probably had a hell of a day as well. This, I went with the under. Um, hit that definitely hit. So I hit on one. Missed on one and hit on another. So another day, another weekend where um, I am beating the Bucks. No big deal. Don't worry about it. And tough week for me, just fantasy wise. You know, I don't regret the uh, defensive play. Just went with. Wish I went with the other guy. It was a fifty-fifty shot. Looking back, I mean Monday morning quarterback. You wish that you went with someone that's not Lyle. Um, but riding that hot hand, just like with Burn Lore, I'm not going to be mad at it. And then the Connor Kelly play I thought was a good one. Uh, 22, he was predicted 13, so I thought that was a good read. And then Connor Farrell, I guess that one just kind of bit me in the ass. It is what it is, though. Tough week. Looking into next week, we have the Redwoods and the Chrome. This will be an interesting matchup because that's a high-scoring team versus <clears throat> a low-scoring team. The Redwoods have been hot. Going from basically irrelevant to now almost 500. And the Chrome, bit of a dip down, but um, nothing uh, nothing too bad in terms of like... I mean, their offensive production is still relatively there. And their defensive production is obviously still there. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Not sure what I'm going to do with that one. Um, Water Dogs Archers. I like this one to go over, that's for sure. I think this will be a good game. Uh, I might even go with... Uh, actually, I don't, I'm not sure who the Water Dogs are going to have have face-off, but I might have to go with him, but we'll keep looking. Oh, no, never mind. So, Joan Ardella is a lock for next week. Uh, definitely throw him in there. If not, you're going to throw in T-Bap with the Atlas, who have been on a fucking downtrend, that's for sure. Um... Like, Chrome Redwoods is the tough one for me to think the over-under. Obviously, the Chrome are going to be favorites. Archers, Water Dogs, over-under, probably 24.5. Um, I'm going to go with the over with that one. 
And I kind of like the Water Dogs to win, I'm not going to lie. Whip Snakes Cannons, the uh, Mirror Reflection of Records. Here, uh, I mean... I don't, I'm not sure exactly what I'm feeling with this game. Uh, I'm feeling the under, for sure. I think that the Whip Snakes will be able to control this game a lot better. Offensively, I mean, I guess you could throw in Zed Williams. Because he's been doing his thing. And then Atlas Chaos, I think that's where my face-off is going to come from. I think my attackman is going to come from the Whip Snakes game. I think my midfield is going to come from the Archers Water Dogs game. I think my... Goalie might come from the Whip Snakes too. My face off is gonna come from the Atlas. And my defense might come from the Water Dogs as well. Because I'm not really thinking of anyone else. So we'll see. We might mix it up a little bit. I don't have any of the uh the rankings or the tier talk just yet this week. Um but stay tuned for the next one. I mean, this is the last one. So I think that there's definitely been progress this year in the podcast, in the PLL Nation, across the entire thing. So I'm excited for this upcoming season. And uh, I mean, for this season to close and next one to start, because next year is only going to be, it's only going to get better from here. Um, I think that this year was a good improvement. I think last year was a good setup. I like the thinking attack, midfield, defense, goalie, face off. What I like there going through the team's past history, and then thinking about the hypothetical bets that I like. Um, and it doesn't take a ton of work, but, you know, I'm definitely doing some deep digging with this shit. So keep moving. How we doing?